Our Father and our God, dear Lord, we thank you so much for your love, your care, your watch care over us. And uh, Father, we we thank you for this space and time um, that you have provided for us. We pray that it would be a blessing and help that one day when you return to this earth, that we'll all have a place in thy kingdom. Father, you see the, the concerns on all of our minds. Um, and I pray that you would just be in the midst of the situation that we're in. Please remind us that you are God, you are able, and we look forward to the miracle that you will work on the behalf of that thing. In your holy name we pray, amen. Yeah, I was, I was on my way down here and I had the most interesting experience, you know, because I was, uh, I just said, you know, hello to the person cleaning the room and um, then I said, Rwanda, <laughs> you know, how rude. Um, but I love it when I get it. And uh, she said, no, Jamaica. Now I feel really bad because I'm supposed to know Jamaica. And she said, are you with the prayer group? And I was like, um, well, yeah. And so she said, um, would you add me to your prayer list? You know. And so I was like, sure. And I just wanted to walk away so desperately. And the spirit was like, pray now. <laughs> and so, you know, we did. Um, but uh, so often, you know, as we go through our day, it can be, you know, so easy to not recognize that you may have a divinely appointed moment it's where you don't even expect it if you wouldn't miss it. So anyway, um, so my name is Ricardo White. I'm an addiction psychiatrist. Uh, I went to Atlantic Union College uh, for undergrad, the University of Connecticut for medical school, um, Loma Linda for my general psychiatry, uh, UCLA for my addiction psychiatry. I worked at Loma Linda for eight years as the medical director of their chemical dependency unit. And I am now the medical director of psychiatric services at the Community Hospital of San Bernardino. Um, so that's a little bit about who I am. Um, and hopefully in that intro, it becomes clear um, I'm in the trenches. Um, I, I, am, I am in the trenches. Um, and uh, so I, I know what it means to be a busy, clinician victimized by this current industry. Um, this industry where there are so many challenges to deliver the value that we dreamt of delivering when we became clinicians. And uh, we, could, we, we could spend the rest of the hour just talking about those frustrations. Um, but our time would probably be better spent if we shifted over to, well, what do we do? What do we do? Is there something um, is there an opportunity that we are missing um, that if we take advantage of it, we could practice in a way that we enjoy and not necessarily have to adjust our expectations um, for being empowered to impact our communities powerfully? So that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, is that what you came to hear? Excellent. All right. I guess I could... Is this easy? Yeah, ah, I'm good. We can just bring it over here. Okay, so, um, so first and foremost, um, for most of us, the tradition has been that you work in a brick and mortar. Okay, you you provide physical care um, to a patient, and there's a compensation system. So it might be you're working at an organization or you're working in your private practice, but the bottom line is something, there's some system where you're gonna get reimbursed for having provided that care for that physical contact. Now, in that context, there are a number of limitations. 
One of the limitations, obviously, is there's regional impact. You know, most people aren't going to be traveling from Africa to come over and see you, unless, of course, you're super, super specialized. But there's, it's regional, you know, um, restrictions. Um, the other disadvantage is, have you ever, like, paused to consider the small percentage of your value that your patient actually gets? You ever think about that? I want you to think about like the number of conferences you could spend time delivering. And yet this patient comes in. Yeah, I said conferences, not do a workshop. You could do a conference more than likely all by yourself with all the knowledge that you have amassed. All right. But here comes this patient who they experience at best 15 minutes of your time. 15. And they're talking for a majority of it if you're a good clinician. <laughs> And so the little bit of time you can eke out, I want you to think about how, what a small amount of your value you're able to deliver to that patient. Imagine if the visit went the way you really would want it to, and you're like, hey, this is what I'd like to teach you about this um, prospect. The other thing is our industry is being ruled by insurance. Insurance is dictating. Insurance is practicing medicine without a medical degree. <laughs> okay, insurance is practicing medicine. Um, and the worst part of all, it's burning you out. It's burning you out. Probably everybody in this room knows of a physician or a clinician who has suicided. Okay? Um, it's tragic. It's tragic. Um, so um, I'm, I'm really energized um, to deliver this um, talk to you. So here's the good news. The good news is this is the information age. This is the information age. People are starting to see that to just watch empty television programs is a waste of time. They're starting to see that. And they're starting to see that there are resources for them to access the information that they need when they need it. You type on Google how to blah, and you get like this wealth of free, no less, you know. Um, but this is the information age, and people are waking up to it. Now, why is that good news for us? Because information really is what we're delivering. Um, doctor actually means educator. That's actually what we were made to do, is educate. Um, also, there's a new way for how to get things into the hands of our consumers. Unfortunately, we're oblivious to what that is. Like, so even if we could take the time to say, okay, well, let me package this information, there's a system that we're oblivious to. And when I say we're oblivious, that's bad, but actually it's not, it's not too bad because um, on my way over here, I was talking to an advertising, you know, executive, and she was an uh, advertising executive at one of the big ad firms, and she's telling me, dude, world of advertising, we don't even know what to do with this industry at this point. The, there, there being so many layoffs because we're being disrupted so much. And I want to empower you with how to leverage the disruption. So, first step. So, like, let's say if you were a clinician. So, in my situation, it's too bad we can't do anything about this um, heat. I don't know if you can find out what we can do, but who knows. Um, and let me get comfortable so I don't have to pass out. Um, but um, 
So let me give you as concrete an example as possible so that you can begin the process of identifying how this would be relevant to you. So I'll use myself as a psychiatrist. Um, how can I, rather than just you know, being victimized by traditional medicine, how can I position myself to make a greater impact and uncouple my time from my income generation? All right, so first step, I would identify my audience. So I identify my audience. Now, who is my audience? Um, so let's say I'm thinking about myself as an addiction psychiatrist. Technically, I would think my, my audience is an addict, right? Well, the first thing this helps me to do is to really kind of clarify my thinking. How much time do you think an addict spends actually wanting recovery? Okay, so the addict is actu has actually very little interest in recovery. Who is passionately interested? See how it shifts? So who's my audience? The family. If I'm going to create a product that someone's going to be passionate about, I'm going to think about the family. Does this make sense? So that's the first thing. Okay, well, now I understand this is my family. So I've avoided the mistake of designing something for the addict where they're like, I don't care about that. Or there's a super, super small window of time where they'd be interested. No, let me design something for the family. All right, now that we're thinking about the family, the next step now is what do they want? For those of us um, who've had a loved one who is struggling with addiction, What's the biggest problem? Here it is. You have this loved one who has an addiction, and you don't know where to go. You have questions in your mind. Why did they become an addict? Okay. Now that they're an addict, what do I do? Okay. Um, what's the budget? How do I pay for treatment? How do I get them into treatment? How do I find a doctor? A lot of questions, right? So what might be the product that they might be interested in. So I want you to think about that. Let's back up and let's think, okay, what's the practical thing I will need to send my message out? So in the new system of marketing, it's about cultivating an email list. It's about cultivating an email list. And so the two email lists I'll give you, just, just so you have something concrete, is the one I'm using right now is called ConvertKit and the other one is called Infusionsoft, all right? So what those things empower me to do is they empower me to house and email a person's digital home. Very, very important thing to have if you're going to be serious about marketing and getting your content out. They allow me to house it, and they allow me to send messages out to that audience. Well, the question on your minds might be, how do I grow my email list? And so now this helps you understand why your emails have been getting just bombarded by free this and free that and free webinar and, and why you're on, when you're on Facebook, sign up for this free webinar because everybody knows, everybody knows the new system. The new system is I give you something free in exchange for you to get on my email list. They also know you don't give a sham. You don't give something worthless. You give something of value. And the better your system's going to work, the better that thing that you're giving 
is genuinely meaningfully valuable because what that does is you're beginning a relationship. You're communicating to that person, hey, I can trust this person. They give good content. So what's the product I would give to my this family member? I, I would give them something like this. Seven things to monitor to make sure your kid's not on drugs. Or if the kid's on drugs, seven things to monitor that will tell you if your kid has relapsed. Who would give me their email list for that content? And if you're hesitating, it's probably because your kid's not on drugs. <laughs> or you might not even have a, um, a kid. But if you have a little teenager right now for my email, hey, sign me up. You know, and so now you're on this email list. And then the other part of the system is you consistently provide content. So it might be a blog that you're sending. Hey, you want to be aware of this of addiction. Another week, hey, it's interesting how the president has just announced that now um, the opioid crisis is an, an epidemic level. You are fostering a relationship with this audience. Okay, well... What's the next thing? Because at what point now does this actually become income generating? At what point does this become income generating? Um, part of the relationship with the audience, one of the things that's going to emerge is you're going to be getting feedback. You're going to constantly be getting questions like, you know, it was interesting that you wrote about this in your article, but can you talk about this? And, um, hey, that was a fantastic article. You know, that was really awesome. But your audience is actually going to guide you on what the product is that you should develop. So now where we are in this talk is we're going to take a look at how do you develop a product that you can actually now market? What are the products that are being marketed that you can actually market digitally so that that's actually generating income while you're sleeping and at the same time you're delivering value first and foremost you want to be aware that before a cat scan machine is acted to your is added to your practice before a i don't know what you want to list in my world it's like a transcranial you know machine the thing you want to empower yourself to do is to be able to deliver and create digital content. What that means is you can videotape yourself delivering a message, okay, that you can turn into a package. So many people there, this, most people are oblivious to this. They're not paying attention to what do I have that can record me? What do I have that I can actually, you know, that I can record me and then it can actually generate something, a video series that I can then market? Whenever you start talking about making money in a Christian community, especially an Adventist community, we get very nervous. And we start saying things like, um, why don't we adjust our expectations? We start saying things like, um, I don't really need that much money. Um, I need you to hear me. For those of you who are tired, I need you to wake up because you need to hear this, okay? The year is 2017. Jesus is about to come. I, I really need you to hear me. Jesus is about to come. And the devil is so happy that we, the remnant, 
are not thinking about empowering ourselves with resources. Because heaven forbid we would have the resources to source and support those ministries that are reminding this world Jesus is about to come. Heaven forbid you had money coming into where you had the time to go on the missionary excursions that you need to go on. Heaven forbid you had the finances to be able to impact your family and your spouse and your children so that they can experience the peace that they thought they were going to experience as a result of that connection with you. When I said this morning, you're supposed to be like God, that extends to our family, that extends to our loved ones. They should say, you remind me of God. They should say that. And too often, many of them are not saying that because our time is so stretched. Our resources are so stretched. So can I go on? All right, so... So, okay, so now you've empowered yourself to be able to, to create this digital content. And that doesn't even mean you have to make some huge investment in video. People often don't care about the quality of the video. They care a bit more about the audio, but they care about the quality of your content. And you need to know you have it. You have it. You have learned a ton. Okay, so now what I want to videotape for these, um, for my audience is I'm videotaping this three-part series, The Three Dimensions of Purpose, okay? Because I know it's the most important part of the message. What is the three dimensions of your purpose? And I'm letting my audience know, look, sometimes in the pursuit of helping someone with an addiction, you forget yourself. You're so in the pursuit of their recovery, you're not taking care of yourself. And so I want you to be aware of the three dimensions of your purpose because that behavior is actually going to be very important modeling for their recovery. And I'm going to walk you through these three dimensions. Now you have this video series that you release to that email list and you're encouraging them to get other people, you know, hey, here's this free thing. All right. And so you walk them through the three video series. Now what I'd like to do is I'd like to share with you what you would be doing in that three video series. So let's talk about that first video. In the first video, what you are making clear is that you have authority about what you're talking about. You have absolute authority. You're a neurologist um, and... Uh, and you have carved out that, hey, you know what? It's super important that people are aware of what? Or what, what is it that people should know about in the field of neurology? Burning truth. Something they don't know that they should know. Inflammatory conditions. Bingo. Um, what you don't know that you're eating that's killing you and worsening your neurological condition, okay? Um, but I'm gonna talk to you about that, but before that, I need you to understand that, you know, I'm, I went to medical school at Loma Linda. I was trained in a um, neurology residency. That means I've seen over a thousand patients a year, was it? I, I don't even know. <laughs> like, like uh, how many admissions have you done? 
<laughs> now, when he says that in the video, that I've seen five to 6,000 people from a neurological standpoint, you know, a year, a uh, person's like, uh, I think he knows, I think he might be able to help me. Do, do, do you see this? Do you see the, the, the skill sets, the talents, the things that you have amassed that you're not even thinking about, but how profoundly it would impact a population? Okay. Well, and so, so my situation, so I've, you know, I've done about a thousand admissions per day. I sit, I sit with these families. I hear what they're, you know, did I say a year? I hope I said a year. That's a fib. No fibbing. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a Freudian slip. No, it feels like that. But no, it's a thousand a year, a thousand a year. Um, but, but, but I've sit, sat with these families, you know, I, I, I've seen the issue and they need to know this. So, so I've, I've talked about my authority and now I'm going to talk to you about the first dimension of your purpose. And so now I outline the first dimension of your purpose. Now, when people are delivering this content, a lot of times they feel like I should hold the good stuff back. Okay? I shouldn't deliver the good stuff for free. It's reversed. Yes, you definitely deliver the good stuff for free. You're starting a relationship. And you need to make it clear to your audience that um, my stuff is, this is worth your time. And eventually, it's going to be worth your um, money, okay? Um, so the other piece to what you deliver for free is you're delivering the strongest content for a portion of the problem, okay? For a portion of the problem. So in my situation, I'm lining out the three dimensions of your purpose, and I'm doing it over those three videos because I know there's a bigger thing that I'm going to offer, okay? And so we're going to get to that. All right, so I've delivered the content, and then I end with a summary. So I promised you that I was going to talk to you about the first dimension of your purpose. I've delivered that, and there is another video coming in two days. Okay, so they've had a wonderful experience. They're thinking about this. This is at the forefront of their thinking. They may talk to other people about it. Hey, you should really check this out. You're building a buzz, and wouldn't you know, in two days, you deliver the second part of your video. Well, what's the formula for that second video? Because we're in our launch right now. In the second video, you're going to restate very briefly your credentials, your positioning, okay? The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to very quickly summarize, hey, I had promised this in the first video, and then I delivered. And then you're going to deliver what you promised for that second video. So in my situation, first dimension is your path, second dimension is talent to skill, okay? And then, um, after that, then I'm going to kind of restate the summary. So I delivered what I promised, but there is a third dimension to your purpose you need to be aware of, okay? And so you invite them to look for that third video. Third video, what are we doing at the beginning? Restate your credentials, because sometimes that's the first time the person is, you know, seeing the video. That's where they're starting. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage them, hey, go back to the first video if you missed that because it's going to really help you to understand this video, okay? And then um, I'm going to now say, okay, so I promised these two things, I delivered them, and now I'm promising this third thing, and I'm going to deliver on it, okay? And it's a strong point. Usually that third video, you want that to be very strong, okay? And then now you're con then you conclude, okay, so I did all that, um, but here's the issue. Now you know the three dimensions of your purpose. However, 
Did you know there is a master process of creating? Did you know that? Did you know that part of why life is so difficult is because we are not following God's master process for creating? just so happens that that's true. <laughs> um, in, in Genesis, if you look at the seven days of the week, um, there is a master process of creating. God is modeling to us how we should create in our lives. And um, it breaks down into the four, first four days is preparation, the next two days is execution, and the last day is review. And it's a cycle. It's this master process. And what God is saying is, when you have a project, that's how you should create in your life. Okay, so I, I just gave it to you for free, so don't worry, I'm not selling that. <laughs> but, I, I but I want you to see what this process would look like, and you can relate it to your um, own thing. So yeah, there's a bigger way. And so I'm going to make that offer in the fourth video. Watch out for it. All right, does that all make sense? Very smooth, systematic process. Some of you have probably encountered it at this point. And never, it never occurred to you, I could do this with my content. I could do this with my content. One of the things about the brick and mortar is your audience is regional. Once you're digitizing your product, once you're digitizing your products, once you've niched down, your audience is global. Your audience is global. And that's why you need not have any fear whatsoever of targeting a very specific market, of defining who you are. So I've now declared to myself, and you know what did it? A patient. I, I, it almost brought tears to my eye. My patient told me what I was about. My patient said to me, um, what you do is you fuse neuroscience and spirituality. She said, this is what you do. This is, I was like, wow. I get it now. I, I, I get it. Um, and so now I knew I can declare myself, I'm, I'm not here to try to pull in people who are passionate about yoga. I now know that's not my audience, that's not who I'm going after. I'm looking for Bible-believing Christians who want to see how the Bible and Scripture are relevant. I don't have to be bashful about that. So... As when I declare that, the people who are not my audience, very quickly they know that's not it. And then my audience is like, that's what, that's it. That's it. There's, there's no need for any inauthenticity. It's, it's, it's keep it real. Does that, does that make sense? And now here's what's happening. I'm delivering value that the traditional medical context does not allow me to deliver it in. And it's a much larger percentage of who I am and what I represent and how much I represent, and it's people passionate about that content. Does that make sense? It's a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> so now, how do you make your offer? What, what is the offer? And so I want you, the, the word I want you to be centered on is the word packaging packaging. So often we think about an offer, we think about a thing we're selling. What we don't think about is a packaged experience. People like you to give them a packaged experience, a carefully crafted packaged ex experience. So the first aspect of the package is that digital course, let's say. 
So I'm going to teach you about the master process of creating. I'm going to, I'm going to take about seven videos and, and just talk to you and, and share with you the master process that God has designed for how you should create in your life. This is how you should work. If you're challenged with a task, this is the system you should go through. So that's the master process of creating. But I'm also going to talk to you about the vital connections of wholeness. Okay, so in my offer video, I would be talking to them just about what it is that I'm going to offer. Um, so the, re the vital connections, it's, it's pivotal that in your process of work, in your pro it's not just busyness, but you actually, you actually remember to monitor your connections to the vital connections of wholeness. There's no point in you working and being consumed by your work to where you're no good to yourself or your loved ones. No, God forethought that, and there were some vital things that you should always be monitoring while you're working. So we're going to also talk about that. In this new system of marketing, they also talk about bonuses, okay? People like to feel like they're getting something extra. And so the bonuses, they, they are designed with your audience in mind. And not just that, you're anticipating your audience's resistance. You're, uh, you're anticipating your audience's struggle, and that's how you design the bonus. So, um, hey... Here's the first bonus. Is parenting a challenge? Would you say parenting is a challenge? Um, so I've come across, you know, some of the top 10 things you should know to help you better relate to your adolescent. That's one of the first bonuses that I'm going to offer, okay, um, for this training. And, 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 and that's true. Um, it's difficult to interact with adolescents, but there are some things that's really important to know. Um, and it'll make it a little um, easier. Um, for the second bonus, I mentioned that people like experiences. While people like the digital interaction, it's really ideal if you can also include a physical interaction. So one of the free bonuses is a free ticket to my workshop. All right? I want you guys to think about this from an evangelistic standpoint. I mean, how powerful, you know, this is. One of the things that's not happening is we're not relating to each other anymore. We are not enjoying community anymore. But in your offering, imagine if in that package, you're also going to include a free ticket to coming out to a, to a conference and, and, and relating to one another. So here it is. You, you're, you're creating this tribe of people that are passionate about this given content, whatever it is, and now you're going to bring them together Oh my goodness, um, this is going to be, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, so I hope you're getting the principle of how you design things that will actually hit the very things that you've learned the person is passionately wanting. Do you see that? You know, so the way it used to be is you design things you're passionate about, you care about. No, now you're designing, now your packaging is relevant to the audience that you are designing it for. And the last step in this, you know, um, one of the last steps in this system of designing the package is limiting the time it's available for. People have the hardest time in the world making a decision. Um, it's, 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 it's a real struggle. And so if this is on the market forever, then it's like, ah, let me come back to that a month from now, a year from now. And do they ever come back? No. 
So how you can support your audience is um, this is going to be going for the next week. And then after that, it's going to be taken off the market, and I don't know when it's coming back. Okay? So now, some people, they're like, hey, I better get it now, because I know my ADD. I won't even remember that deadline. Okay? But remember, you have their list, so you can continue to, to market, right? Well, by the conclusion, by the conclu as you approach that deadline, um, you're actually going to send a reminder that the deadline is about to close. Your cart is about to close. And it's interesting because what the data shows is there are two spikes. It's biphasic. The first spike is when you open, okay, and then there's a lull. And the next spike is when you send out that email reminding them it's about to close. So just think, if you had never sent that out, you would have never gotten that second spike, okay? All right, and now you close, and what you have is, you know, folk who have purchased a course, depending on, you know, what the price was, and this is the new way of marketing. Now, of course, you're going to deliver. Let me pause here and take some questions. Go for it. You may have mentioned this earlier, but given the fact that a lot of times when people are just surfing, they don't have a, a big attention span. How long are your three videos? Are they five to seven minutes? Very good. Yeah. What's the ideal? Like? Very good. So um, there's a range of 20 to about 40 minutes. You know, it's a range because, and if you're talking about the specific launch videos, um, think about if you're a parent and you have this adolescent that you're worried about is using, how much time you would set aside for that. Like, so like the, 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 but the thing is you are delivering hard hitting, meaningful content. You're, you're definitely doing that. And when that's ended, you end, you don't prolong it. You know, you make sure that that's, you know, um, very relevant and very potent. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I guess I've seen enough of these kind of marketings to find it usually frustratingly slow when it's an audio Many of us would prefer to read than to plod through a talk. Now, is how do we make this compete well with book? No, well, well said. Um, so the folk doing this and that do it do it well. Not only is there a video, there's a PDF, you know, printout that they can actually or transcript. Who said that? Transcript. Thank you. Um, but there's actually a PDF transcript. And again, you can put some time into making that look appealing as well because you're correct. People are different learners. I'm visual. <laughs> I'm very visual. So I would much rather sit and, you know, watch a video and watch your visual illustrations than to read. The offer, if I really like it, I would kind of like to just cut to the chase and see what you're offering and be able to read that versus watching the whole video. But as far as learning, I'm visual. Now, the point being, it's nice if what you're delivering is multi, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's visual. You've got the written as well. For, but you, you acknowledge the fact that your audience has diverse preferences for learning. I think I saw, did I, yes, go ahead. Yeah, we can 
Well, well, well said. Well said. But and and, and I also want to be clear about this because one could very quickly um, start to think that if I'm not dynamic and if I'm not skilled or whatever, then this is not necessarily for me. Um, first of all, there are people I can reach that you can't reach, and there are people you can reach that I can't reach. One. Two, I want you to think about the person's position. Like, if a person is desperate, if I'm desperate for information about how to save my addict, you know, child, you think I care that your delivery is boring? I'm judging you by the quality of your content. I'm judging you by how effectively can I take that information you're delivering and save my kid. That's what I care about. So what I'm, what I'm saying is nobody should be afraid of this. Um, what you do is make sure you understand your audience and give them what they're looking for. Um, but this is a powerful way to deliver more of you in, in a way that you can control and dare I say it, and it's independent of insurance. No more insurance running your practice. I've literally seen um, insurance have us cut the amount of services we were offering because they weren't going to pay for it. It was, I mean, I understood. I'm not criticized. I get it. But that's crazy. Uh, versus a context where you can design the package you feel is going to be useful and it's independent of insurance. Yes. What's that? I said your site is one of 1,000 hits on Google. How are you moving out of that goal? Well, um, so, okay, so my site is one of 1,000 hits. So basically what you're saying is there, how, how do you rise above the noise? Okay, all right. So as far as rising above the, the noise, this is where I think Christ's example is really helpful. Be light. Okay, so you don't walk into this and you automatically have this amazing audience, you know, that's going to be doing all these wonderful things that I'm talking about. You don't just have this platform. It, it's not built overnight. It's built over time. Now, the more wise and strategic you are about doing it, the more you invest into making your things look nice and professional and, and really being a, a exquisitely attentive to your audience, yeah, I think the faster you grow, and let, we'll talk about what list building looks like, um, but you have to give it its time, and you, you're, you, you actually cultivate your audience to start looking for you and talking about you and noticing you're the only person saying what you're saying. I want you to try to conjure in your mind right now another psychiatrist that is, you know, I don't know, talking about, you know, the fusion of biblical science and, you know, psychiatry. Um, Jennings, you know, I mean, that's the one that comes to mind. I know Daniel Binus, one of my, you know, colleagues uh, from Loma Linda. And it's a big, there are five point what is it, 7 billion people on the planet? Now, how many are there? I've lost count. <laughs> there's 7 billion people on the planet, and it's like, there's like three or four of us? The market is big enough for us. <laughs> there's hope, <laughs> you know, as you declare what your niche is. But the, the mistake it's easy to make is I need to have a broad niche, you know, in order to get as many people as possible. Apple is absolutely correct. We are passionate about our people, and that's what pulls people in. You, you deliver to that person and it will naturally, because as soon as they start talking about that thing, oh, 
You want somebody to talk about yoga? That's not this guy. Oh, you want Bible? Oh, that's this. I got the guy. I got the guy. I got the guy for you. I know exactly who you want to talk to. So don't be afraid to declare who you are and what you're interested in. And I promised that I was going to talk about, what did I say just now? Marketing? Um, What was it? Building the list? There's one other thing. Yes. The one other thing is um, podcasting. Podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. Um, Podcasting is simply, you know, choosing a given topic and talking about that given thing. All right? So, for example... My, 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 my issue, my issue is sobriety. That's my thing. I could, I could, I could talk about the various things having to do with sobriety. Very easy for me to have a podcast show dealing with um, sobriety. And so what I, I know my audience, my audience is, you know, passionate about recovery and helping their person. And so I design shows about that. I invite people in um, that want to talk about, you know, addictions and how it's, you know, overlapping in their given industry and what I'm doing is I'm building the list because at the end of my talk what I do is hey I'm going to offer you a transcript and I can make an offer where if they sign up you know they'll get both notifications about when there's a new podcast notifications of my newsletter and maybe the 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 thing that's relevant to the show of that you know day all right. And these are the systems. Now, podcasting is how you powerfully grow your list. That that really is how a lot of people take off. A um, little bit challenging, but the payoff is just huge because in your show, talk about product placement. It's your product. So it's very easy for you to say, by the way, I want to make you guys aware of a workshop that's occurring. Um, by the way, I want to make you aware of a new ebook that I've created. Um, and uh, it's just you can build around. You can invite a guest that's helping you launch the the the, um, the the podcast. These are powerful tools. Now, if you're a clinician, it's highly likely that you are masters trained and above. It's highly likely of that, right? And a good chunk of you are at the doctoral, you know, level. I want you to think about the amount of content you've forgotten more stuff than people have learned in all their lives, okay? I want you to really think about that, okay? Well, this is why I set you up. There are these bachelors trained and lower people who are packaging content, and they have multi-million dollar platforms. I'm telling you, it infuriates me so much as I slug it out in medicine, as you deal with the thankless patient, you know, as you deal with so much bureaucracy. And these people, they are broadcasting from like, um, what do you call these like boats? Um, uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, canoes. They're like in these canoes. And, and, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Just because they're delivering their content effectively. They've built these out of this world life. If you if you want to kind of you know review some of them, think of the names uh, Jeff Walker. He's the one that really gets under my skin, right? Because he's really good at what he does. But he's the one that taught me. He's 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 the first system of this kind that I got, and I was like, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. Um, but Jeff Walker, look at Michael Hyatt, and um, also look at um, Smart Passive Income. That's Pat Flynn. These are like 
some of the godfathers who are doing this to where they're like, they, they just, it's baffling to them why other people aren't doing it. But as a medical community, as a Christian medical community, as a, as a remnant community, um, it just baffles me. I, I think, I think when we get to heaven, by God's grace, we get to heaven, right? And uh, I think there's going to be this little guy that walks past us, and then he's going to walk back. You were living in the year 2017. This is Paul. You know what I would have did with Twitter? <laughs> you know what I would have done with Instagram? All that walking I did. Because I was so committed to the cause. What did you do? You know what I would have did with YouTube? YouTube? Oh my goodness. And, and we're not using it. And we're not using it. And so as I think about just the content that lives within you that you just take for granted, as I think about the teaching that your, 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 your patients are desperately in need of, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I really have to bring this to you. There's a new way to practice our art. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. Um, now, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. So in the typical model, the more money, um, the more money you theoretically want to make, you know, the more people you need to see. And in your mind, if you're seeing a lot of patients right now, you can think of a patient you don't like a lot at all. <laughs> at all. Very, very frustrating interacting with that patient. In this model that I'm describing, there are levels for interacting with you. So that first level, there's this offer that I just talked about, you know, where it's like they're doing their digital course, maybe they're coming to a workshop. But then there are people who are like, I really like your stuff, I cannot get enough of you. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so why don't I design this package? So, for example, now you've designed a coaching package where they have more access to you. Guess what? You think that costs more or it costs less? It costs more, okay, because they're getting more of you. Then there are others who are there like, look, I'd love to be in a mastermind group with you. Love to be in a mastermind group with you. Um, that's where now it's almost like you're disciples. You just have, I hate to use the word disciples, sorry. But, like, these are the people who we really want to learn at the highest level that you're teaching, what it is that you're teaching. And of course, now here's what's interesting about those people. They have utilized your information at those lower levels to where it's made an impact, to where they're prepared to make a larger investment. Okay? And they're almost upset with you if, if you're not charging at the right rate. You see, part of what you want to do with your charging is you want to get rid of the riffraffs. If people are confused about whether they want to interact, the last thing you need is you have about 30 people who are serious and there's 100 people who are not, and they're ruining it for the 100. You want people they are very serious about and committed to you. And so, and so part of personalizing what's necessary. So if you want personal time with me, it costs. Does that make sense? Um, and so you want to think about the hierarchy of how people are interacting with you. Does that make sense? Go ahead. And what would be practice investing across state lines? What is it that you have 
Okay, so so good point. So it becomes very complicated when we're talking about practicing medicine. What I'm talking about is information delivery. And you know a lot of what we're doing, a lot of what we don't actually get to do that we'd enjoy doing is teaching the patient. I want to teach you information. I want to teach you what a good pre-op, what the purpose of pre-op is, okay? Um, five things you don't know about pre-op that could cost you your life. And it just so happens you've got a surgery coming up. Um, I was talking to my dental colleagues. Um, 20 things you should know about the teeth you want to save. Don't worry about it for the teeth you don't want to save. <laughs> Would you be interested? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? I could do it for endocrinology. I could do it for neurology. I could do it for cardiology. Like there is tremendously important information that we take for granted that there is a population of people that are very interested in it. Other questions? Just to follow up, I think some of these patients, they like what you're just talking about, so you're going to tell their doctor about it, and he actually, he doesn't have the time to do inpatient teaching, but at some point he may, he may expand to referral basis to see the doctor, hey, because I, I follow some guys online, some are, some are chiropractors and do pretty good, others are, you know, a little more flaky, so I think, I think some doctors at some point may become a referral source. So absolutely. So here it is. Another doctor has not packaged the resource of, of education, but now they can say, oh, why don't you spend some time with this person? Because they notice you actually produce a better patient, a more informed patient. Um, so as a psychiatrist, imagine you produce a, a video series, why you, why you need to take your meds. All right, never mind that one. This community is like, no meds, <laughs> okay? Well, also, when you don't need meds, um, because quite frankly, psychiatry is moving in this new direction where it's becoming harder and harder to ignore the fact that meds don't help. It's becoming harder and harder, and... Um, actually, there are, there are these, you know, orthomolecular ways that are becoming more effective. Like, do you think there's a patient population that is excited about learning natural ways um, to get better impact, better bang for your buck in dealing with your mental illness? Um, and, uh, and yeah, more and more, if, I, if I've tried everything, um, of course, it's like going to be like, hey, there's this guy over here. Maybe you might want to try this. He's got this whole platform. He's got stuff that you can access. Go take a look at him. Patients is actually grateful for the referral. Does this make sense? So you can actually be a source of support to your colleague. And, and we do it already. A lot of times we're dealing with a patient that dealing with an issue we don't like. You know, our colleague can deal with that other issue. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, again, I mean, and you guys saw me do it, you know, this morning, for those of you who, who went to the plenary session, hey, 
the book, The Brain That Changes Itself. Wonderful book, but written from an evolutionary standpoint. So I, I have the opportunity to educate the audience about how to use the book and how to not use it. Um, so are you saying you're not going to create any digital content? I'm suggesting that there's probably nothing new under the sun. The question is, what do I do for my patients or audience versus realize there's something there already a tool for me to use in my ongoing practice? I'm struggling with the concept of there's nothing new under the sun because I'm arguing, yes, there is. You. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with that. I'm saying, no, you're new. And you very quickly start to figure out only you are you. Only you talk like you. Only you write like you. Only you teach like you. And there are going to be some people that love it. And there are going to be some people that hate it. Forget the ones that hate it and focus on the ones that love it. Okay. But it's almost like there's this ready made audience of people who want things the way you're presenting it. Okay. And I'm saying that's the good news for all of us. Some people, it's like, I need you to wear pink. Other people, I need you to wear blue. Um, well, let me focus on those that demand what I like to deliver. <laughs> Does that make sense? Three o'clock. Thank you so much for this opportunity to serve you. I hope that was super helpful. Um, my email is drwhite at gmail.com. So it's D-O-C-T-O-R, white, W-H-Y-T-E, at gmail.com. I'm not selling anything. <laughs> so I hope that was I hope that was helpful. Yeah. The word doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R, white, W-H-Y-T-E, at gmail.com. Okay. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.